Red Owl Nation, you are now listening to the Owl Chat Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything Kennesaw State Athletics, with your hosts, Kai Millette and John Finer. And welcome back to yet another midweek update here on the Owl Chat Podcast, the October 12th edition. This week, we've got somewhat of an empty house. It is just me and my co-host and partner, John Finer. Producer Nick will be editing and doing all of our behind-the-scenes work per usual. And with no football to look forward to or to not look forward to this weekend, um, we've got to fill up this podcast with other stuff. So we've got some exciting interviews uh, coming for you guys concerning both our latest basketball commit and latest football commit. John. How you doing tonight, man? Man, I'm doing good. Um, you know, as you said, no football to look forward to. I think the bye week came uh, at the right time. Um, no, I'm I'm lying. I think the bye week came about four weeks uh, too late. Uh, but we got uh, two bye weeks now, and then a, a third unofficial bye week against Lincoln when we can get right with some ass kicking. Um, you know, John Wilkes booth them. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, I'm ready to talk some. Uh, about some other sports we got some interviews um kai tease those yeah so obviously we'll talk about it more in depth as we get through the flyover and just the news and notes from this week but a new football commitment from isaac uh catanzaro and then a new basketball commitment from ramon seals um after we get through our other sports we will hit you guys with ramon seals's aau coach and Isaac's high school football coach at Meadow Creek High School. So John did those all earlier this week. We've got them recorded. Just going to slide them in. Um, let us know what you guys think. And if that's something you'd like to see more of in the future, just with commits and, you know, the noise behind them. Yeah, man, those were uh, rough. I haven't done an interview since my early days doing the blog when I actually, you know, really put some legwork into that thing. Uh, kind of nerve wracking, to be honest with you. You know, you have to get on the uh, mic with somebody you've never talked to, you know, before at all, even for a minute, start asking them questions, that sort of thing, and kind of develop a chemistry as you go. And it's even harder because you and I, you know, a lot of people don't realize we see each other when we're recording this, even though, you know, we don't really post the video often. Um, You know, I'm not seeing people, you know, you can't see how they react and play off each other. It's something that people that, you know, might not, that don't podcast or do video chat regularly, they might not realize. Absolutely. And people need to realize, especially our newer listeners, that it uh it took us some time to build that chemistry. So it's not always so easy. That being said, I do think they're really quality interviews and we would love to hear from the listeners on, you know, what they thought and if that's something they'd like to see more of. Yes, uh, that absolutely. being said, I think we got some errors and omissions, John. Yeah, I just have one uh, error and omission. Um, it's, uh, you know, I mentioned during the game on Sunday or on the post uh, post game pod on Monday that uh, Randy Copork, who you might have seen if you watched the game on TV, he was from uh, Fifth Third Bank, one of the higher ups over there talking about the new stadium naming rights deal through 2030, blah, blah, blah with Nolan. But anyways, we briefly mentioned that his son, Carson, uh, played for the team. Uh, it sounds like I talked to a source that I trust. I think Carson suffered, his son Carson suffered a career ending injury for the Owls. And I think he's now a student assistant on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, yeah, um, con- conflict of interest. I don't know. I don't care. You know, I'm glad to have him. We'll say benefits of the connection. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Sure runs deep. 
We're in the spin machine on the Owl Chat podcast here recording on a Wednesday night. And I know, Kai, you have the uh, beginning of our flyover covering some soccer, golf and tennis. Absolutely. So per usual, we will start with soccer. And uh, our girls had one of their strongest weeks all year um, after their one seven and four start. So on Thursday, they picked up their second conference win against last place Jacksonville, one to nothing. Uh, Isla Swinton scored her only goal or scored the team's only goal in the 48th minute, her first of the season and the second of her career. Then on Sunday, after getting on the board first with a Jade Barquette unassisted goal, um, Florida, North Florida would end up tying the game later in the second half and we would draw them 1-1. North Florida is a pretty solid team in conference, so it's definitely not the worst result. Uh, soccer now sits at 3-7-5 and five with just three games remaining all on the road. Uh, this week, they'll get Austin P on Thursday, followed by first place and undefeated in conference Lipscomb. So tough week coming up for soccer. Hopefully they can bring home at least one road win um, in golf. The women's team competed in the Dale McNamara Invitational in Tulsa, Oklahoma this past week and finished sixth overall. Nia Kelly had the best day on the team, finishing fifth overall um, for an individual. The men's team uh, continued their stellar season, winning the Carolina Cup in Spartanburg, South Carolina this past week. Uh, while golf isn't exactly the most popular collegiate sport, the KSU diehard should really start considering paying attention to the men's team right now as they've won two tournaments already this season um, and might end the year as a our most or second most successful program. Um, Sean Cook was the Owls' best performer, leading the tournament in birdies and finishing two under par in the 54-hole event. Uh, tennis had a busy week. Men's nine men's tennis sent nine players on the road to UCF for UCF's Fall Sizzler event. Harvey Conway would reach the Flight A final before defeating or before before being defeated, and Brian Capelnine. Uh, would win the flight C final, beating his teammate Augustin Miramontes in double. And then in doubles, Raul Garcia and Harvey Conway would make the Friday final before being defeated. They'll be back in action this week for the ITA Southeast Regionals in Atlanta. Bear with me, guys. A lot of information for tennis. Women's team was in making this past week and totaled 29 total wins amongst nine players who made the trip down to Mercer. They will stay in state this week, heading down to Georgia Southern for the GSU fall shootout October 13th through 15th john i know we got volleyball to talk about and the team's doing a little better so why don't you tell us about it good job working through those names and playing through the whistle i uh, i like that i know you had a lot to handle there so uh you know great job um i do have some volleyball news since that's apparently my beat i guess when soccer's up volleyball's down um that's you know kind of like atlanta sports you know the braves lose so the falcons win falcons win so the braves lose that's how we do it in this town um so Kennesaw State Volleyball went one and two since we last uh, updated last week. Uh, we had uh, terrible losses on the road. Uh, got, I think we got swept by uh, North Florida and then Jacksonville. We lost as well uh, the next day. And we had a rare midweek earlier this week on Tuesday. Uh, we swept Queens at home. So we went one and two in conference. Uh, we're now nine and eight overall and two and four in the ASON, which is not good. There's a big log jam towards the bottom of the conference at two and four and you know, we're in that area. Uh, for reference, Queens, who we beat is 0-6. JU, who we lost to is 2-4. And, and UNF is 3-3. Three and three. Um, The 22 kills from Manu Johnson against Queens were the most ever by an Owl in a three-set match. Um, I, Keith Shunzel's quote after the second game of the weekend when we lost both, he said, we played better than last night, had some more edge and fight. We need to figure out how to play the 2023. The 23-23 point with the same mentality, confidence, and aggressiveness as we played the 3-3 point. We again put ourselves in a position to close the match. 
but we didn't. That's a pattern that isn't a physical issue, and we're all frustrated by it. We'll keep working and see if we can get this thing turned around. Um, the Owls' next play, I have no idea who they play. I was working today from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., trying to get this done. So I didn't look. So I will need a favor and everybody to go to the KSU Owls volleyball page and find out who they're playing this weekend. Um, also have some lacrosse news. Um, Kennesaw State has gotten a commitment from Katie Young, a 2025 midfielder from Walton High School in good old Cobb County. Uh, quick reminder, the baseball team plays their first exhibition of the uh, fall season this Saturday afternoon against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Um, no food, so bring your own. I went last year, had a good time. Um, there's a parking garage, like literally across the street from the entrance of the stadium. Uh, it's pretty easy to find once you know where it's at, and the walk isn't bad at all. It's right across the street. Uh, it's a uh, Saturday afternoon, so I imagine nobody's going to be there. So um, again, I, I assume also that there's going to be no football because they usually schedule these things around football games. So I'm guessing Georgia Tech is off, but I cannot confirm that. Um, in some uh, wrestling news, uh, Tuesday night was an interesting night in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, and yes, this is John talking about pro wrestling again. If you're wondering, it's not Kai. Yeah, this is me, John, um, former Owl Braun Breaker, um, who was Bronson Recksteiner, former B-Back on the football team. Uh, he's on WWE NXT. Uh, he's one of the stars on that show. It usually airs Tuesday nights at 8. Well, AEW Dynamite, which is a direct competitor to the WWE, usually airs on Wednesday. But due to baseball, or some reason, the show got moved for one week only to compete on Tuesday night instead. Long story short, NXT used to compete head-to-head -head with AEW on Wednesdays every night, and that was a heated, heated ratings rivalry. AW won almost every single week. The reason I bring this up is because NXT, where Braun is wrestling, loaded their show on Tuesday night with current WWE main roster stars like Cody Rhodes and LA Knight, and also two legends in John Cena and Undertaker. They're basically cheating by bringing those people in to pop a rating. But anyways, um, Braun... Ron Recksteiner, Ron Breaker, had a face-to-face -face encounter with the legendary John Cena. Uh, it ended up with Cena putting him into his finishing move and trying to complete it, putting him on his shoulders for the attitude adjustment, which used to be called, I believe, the FU back in the day when the WWE was actually cool. Um, Ron Breaker rolled out of the finishing move, escaped from the ring uh, because he's a bad guy and, uh, you know, he's kind of cowardly right now. Uh, later in the show, he came face to face, staring down the legendary Undertaker. And even if you don't watch wrestling, you might know who the the Undertaker is. Uh, Braun received a choke slam from the Undertaker, and um, that was probably the best moment of his life. To be honest with you, um, you know that's wrestling. It's story based. It's not real life. He probably loved that. But it makes me wonder if they're setting up some kind of tag team match with Braun Breaker versus the Undertaker and John Cena. Is he going to get in the ring with those legends? Will a former Kennesaw State Owl face legends? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I can tell you a day later, even though AEW won the Wednesday Night Wars the past couple years, uh, for this one week only, NXT, they brought the legends. They got the win in the ratings. So uh, that's that, Kai. Yeah, welcome to uh, the midweek episode of the bye week. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> get as much wrestling talking as possible. Yeah, uh, did want to add before we got into our next segment, volleyball will be playing North Alabama and Central Arkansas this week, so they're sticking in conference. All right, so we got uh, some basketball interviews. We changed things up this week. 
Um, actually, you know what? Let's do football first. Um, we have uh, kicker uh, Grayson Kelly or Gray Kelly uh, from Altoona High School. He got an offer this week. I believe it's a PWO, but I'm not entirely sure. And then Kennesaw State has offered uh, linebacker uh, Quinton Reese. Um, he is a three-star commit who is currently committed to uh, Alabama. So I imagine he's a PWO, a preferred walk-on at Alabama, and Kennesaw's is a scholarship offer. Again, don't have the intel there, but he's from Ramsey High School in Birmingham. Um, we have an, also uh, a new commitment, Isaac Canizaro, a 6'4", 270 uh, offensive lineman. He's our second commitment in the class. Both are offensive linemen. And I actually sat down with uh, Todd Wofford, his coach, head coach at Meadow Creek High School to, uh, you know, just learn, learn a little bit about Isaac. You know, what uh, what is he like as a kid? How can he help us on the field? That sort of thing. Uh, he also told us about uh, Andre Craig, a player who's redshirting right now with the Owls, who might see on the field a lot next year. So uh, here's our interview. Let us know what you think. I am here with the head coach of Meadow Creek High School, Todd Wofford, uh, to talk about some uh, KSU goings on over at uh, Meadow Creek as the recruiting season uh, picks up. How are you doing today, coach? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you guys don't know, Kennesaw State got a commitment this week from uh, lineman Isaac Canizaro, a 6'4". Uh, 270 uh, lineman, and we'll talk about Isaac in a minute, but I do want to talk about uh, Andre Craig first real quick. Uh, Andre Craig uh, is a, uh, I believe he's a wide receiver for us this year. He's uh, redshirting, uh, was in Kennesaw State's yes, 2023 class. Um, he came from Meadow Creek as well, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to Coach Wofford real quick about Andre Craig, and can you just tell me a little bit about him and what you think he's going to bring next year to Kennesaw State? Uh, Andre is a he's an incredible athlete, uh, very explosive kid, very strong kid. Um, he, you know, he he plays the receiver position like a running back uh, because, you know, once the ball's in his hands, he he, he runs violently with it. Um, you know, so much of an athlete that he could play, you know, corner, strong safety, anything like that, too, with his, you know, with his strength, uh, with his speed. Um, he had a had a great year last year, was a all county, all region. Uh, first team receiver over a thousand yards, uh, broke school record for catches and yards and touchdowns for a receiver uh, last year. Um, and uh, you guys should be really, really excited about him. Like I said, he's a he's a big time playmaker. We are because playmakers. I don't know if you've watched too much this year, but that's something we need more of. So hopefully this year with Klanakis and getting him ready, he'll be really ready to make an impact next year. Is our hope. Um, but the reason I brought you here, Isaac Canizaro. Uh, he's a mm -hmm. six, as I mentioned, he's a six, four, two seventy lineman. Um, you know, coach, you know, I know he, it looks like he plays offensive line and defensive line, uh, for your, uh, school. Just take it away. Just kind of tell me who is Isaac as a person and what kind of player is he and what kind of players case you getting? Uh, first off, Isaac's a great kid, um, that, you know, has a good family. Um, um, you know, parents have, have raised them the right way. Um, like you said, he's a big kid, uh, but he's very, very, very athletic for that size. Uh, can really run. Um, it's kind of in his genes. He has a brother that played at Alabama's with the uh, Washington Redskins right now as a defensive lineman. Um, and Isaac has actually played 
uh, center guard and tackle force this year. So he's actually um, uh, very diverse and has a lot of, um, you know, ability to play anywhere along the line. I can kind of see him more so as a guard with his uh, speed and quickness um, and athleticism. But, you know, he could he could really, you know, grow into any of the, the three positions on there. Uh, we do spot play him on, uh, on the D-line as well, but uh, I think his natural fit is, uh, is on the O-line. Awesome, and that's a position that we definitely need going into next year, adjusting from the, the triple option. Um, it's been a big, uh, as KSU mm-hmm. fans know, it's been a big rebuild and a, I guess a rebuild year trying to figure all of that out. Um, but as far as the recruiting process goes with Isaac, you know, my first glance was that he had a lot of big time offers that you, you know, maybe Conference USA is opening up some doors for Kennesaw State that we previously weren't in before. Um, you know, what, you know, what's the recruiting process been for uh, Isaac? You know, how did he end up at Kennesaw State? Well, Isaac, you know, through spring uh, and the summer, he he picked up a lot of uh, of offers. Uh, from a lot of power five offers and, you know, weeding it through uh, these days uh, with the portal and everything else, he, you know, being a mature kid, he, you know, he felt the more of the, the passion and the love that Kennesaw as opposed to some of these power five guys, the way that they, you know, recruit these days with the portal and, and, you know, that type of thing. It's, it's kind of, um, you kind of roll the dice on, you know, the recruitment committing and all that type of thing when, you know, these days, which is, you know, it's tough for a high school kid. They, you know, they could come last minute and some, you know, some transfer from Notre Dame says he's in the portal and they, you know, they kind of drop you to get that kid, you know, which is, you know, it's tough on high school kids these days. So he kind of went with his uh, gut and his heart over, you know, uh, the big name uh, type program. And, you know, he felt like, you know, family could see him, you know, more often being uh, more local and uh, being that they jumped up in the new conference, he, he felt a chance he could still get the exposure that he wanted to get and, you know, build it up to where it needs to be. Awesome. So you think that if Kennesaw State was still, you know, in the A-Sun, we probably might, we might not be in the game for Isaac this year. You know, I don't want to just flat out say that because I've known Coach Bohan in a long time. Um, but, you know, it, it definitely did help a lot. Awesome. And that's, I think, what the fans want to hear. That's the impact that we're looking for. The coaches have mentioned, as I just said, open new open doors. Um, and, you know, right. USA, we're going to get midweek exposure on ESPN, you know, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays when other teams are off. And uh, that's going to be new for us. And that's going to be exciting. And I think Isaac saw that. And, um just, just in the process. You I know, know it also, it, it definitely also helped with Craig last year. That was one thing because he had a couple other, uh, you know, power five uh, schools that were on him. And uh, that pitch of uh, the new conference and the new level uh, definitely helped with him as well. That's great news to hear for all our ears. Um, so which uh, coaches pr- were the primaries in uh, recruiting Isaac? Honestly, O-line coach and Coach Bohannon. Um, when he took his visits over there, that's who contacted him the most, you know, and when he made his decision, he, he was on the phone with, uh, coach Bohannon, uh, coach, uh, Bohannon called me, uh, early in the process, just getting kind of background on, um, on Isaac and, you know, just kind of, kind of went from there. 
Okay. Did you always kind of get the sense that he'd be an owl or was it kind of like a, a new sudden epiphany before he committed? Well, it, you know, it was, I didn't know exactly when, uh, but I did feel like they were in a good position with him uh, from the whole time, you know, okay. and I, and, and like I said, I, you know, talking to coach Bohan and uh, you know, anytime you get a, the, the, the head coach that, you know, doing some inquiries on, you know, on the players, you kind of get a, a feeling of how important they feel that the player is. So, um, you know, I, I knew that part of it would impress uh, Isaac and his family. Awesome. Um, so, you know, do you guys have any players, you know, coming out soon that you think uh, Kennesaw State might be interested in or players that we should keep an eye on on your current team? I actually have a has a have a junior uh, outside backer DN um, Walter Hewley that uh, has been playing you know off the radar to me and uh, he's playing DN for us but I think his natural position is the outside linebacker rushing in type kid um, you know great grades incredible motor uh, he's a six two two ten kid that can can really run and hit and. Uh, he has a bright future. Uh, we actually have a couple of kids, uh, um, another athlete and uh, Darren Moxie that uh, has played everything. He's one of the guys that we've thrown at a quarterback this uh, this this season. He's a uh, natural slot receiver, um, really really twitchy, a lot like Craig too. So we we do have a, a lot of guys, a few more guys that um, they're going to be on some teams radar, you know. And hopefully, again, um, we're building this. Uh, connection with uh, Kennesaw over there that they, they, they can uh, get first tabs at him. Yes, sir. Let's keep them local. Um, so you were coming off a seven and three year back when you had Andre Craig last year. I think you had what eight mm -hmm. guys signed. Um, and then this yeah. year yeah. Your, your QB goes down, you know, in the first at the end of the first game on a, on a fluke type of thing. And now you're, you guys are hurting a little bit there. You know, what's the prognosis for your squad looking like for this year, just quickly going into, you know, next season? I've told a lot of people we're like the uh, New York Jets this year. You know, we had, you know, Super Bowl uh, thoughts. And then, you know, when your trigger man goes down, um, you have to readjust. And, you know, we've been, you know, trying to put pieces together and adjust things, um, you know, as we go each week. Uh, we basically have, we're down to, you know, four games we went, uh, three of the four, and we get in the playoffs. So that's the you know that's the number one goal right now is, is to try to get this one this week. Go one and zero this weekend. Uh, just let the chips fall where they fall. Well, Coach Owl Nation wishes you the best of luck, and I appreciate you uh, joining me to speak about uh, Andre and Isaac. Absolutely, thanks a lot. Uh, anytime. Thanks. That's that's Todd Wofford, head coach of uh, Meadow Creek High School. It was a great interview. Thank you so much uh, to uh, Todd Wofford, uh, head coach at Meadow Creek, for uh, speaking with me about Isaac. Uh, hopefully, Owl Nation is pretty pumped up on what he can bring to the table. Uh, what was your first thoughts on that interview? Did you learn anything, uh, Kai? Yeah, I um, I hadn't done my research on Kenazaro to the fullest extent yet, and I think just talking about how he had all these power five offers coming in and the difference it made Kennesaw making the jump up to conference USA. 
um, you know, from the FCS level. And he didn't say that's exactly why or that made the difference on him committing to Kennesaw, but he was pretty clear on that, you know, having a big impact on the decision and making it a lot easier of a choice than to commit to like a Kentucky who's also on his offer list. So I think that's a big context clue of how big this move is. And, you know, we were talking about the kind of recruiting pitch that coaches at Kennesaw have to lead with now. Um, you know, after going one and five, but still making that jump and, you know, they know what they're there to sell. So it was good to see that um, in action. My recruiting pitch right now would be, have you seen our offensive line? Um, and, you know, just go from there and watch them just keep committing. Playing time, playing time, playing time. I'm with well, you. Abso- absolutely. And uh, on the basketball side, we have a commitment from Ramon Seals. He's a, uh, well, I just found out during the interview that we're about to play that he's probably closer to 6'6", as opposed to the 6'4", 190 that I was expecting. Uh, Ramon's our third commitment in the class of 2024 after Ricky McKenzie and Makai Turner. Um, Ramon is from Florida. Um, and uh, yeah, here is um, his AAU coach, uh, John Bianchi. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. I am joined here today by John Bianchi. Uh, head coach of the uh, BTI Pressure Elite 24 and 25, formerly known until recently as Born to Impact Elite. Uh, John was also an assistant coach at uh, Oldsmar Christian in Florida, where former Owl Kyle Clark played for him. So uh, that's a blast to the past. Clark played, I believe, from 2015 to 2018 or so for uh, Coach Al Skinner. How are you doing today, John? Pretty good. Pretty good. How's it going? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Um, so the, the crux of the call is going to be about our uh, newest 2024 commit, Ramon Seals. Uh, he's yep. a 6'6", 210 guard. And I just learned that uh, before the call when I talked to you, John. I had him at 6'4", 190. So I will absolutely take 6'6", 210. Um, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I just want you to start off by, you know, telling Owl Nation a little bit about uh, Ramon Seals. You know, what kind of person is he? What are we getting as a player? Just anything that you want to uh, tell us. Uh, as a as a person, always wants to be in the gym. Uh, if that's one thing he could do all day, he would do that. Um, he's going to be the first one there and the first one to leave. Uh, it takes basketball very serious off the court never had a problem in school always kept his grades up and just a very humble kid awesome on a day-to-day basis like doesn't does yeah doesn't ever get too full of himself perfect humble you know now that he's committed i know he's gonna take that next step and working even harder so when he comes in there he's ready and that's what we want for impact freshmen. So we can get four years out of them instead of three. Um, for so sure. That's, that's perfect. Um, so he's six, six, two, 10. Do you kind of see him settling into more of a, uh, you know, a, a guard role or growing a little bit more, maybe becoming more of a forward. What do you think? Uh, so the way the coaches play, they, they say, you know, that they're going to use four guards. So I can see him honestly fitting, uh any of those four spots um 
you know, he rebounds well enough to guard a four, but he handles it and scores it so well that I think he's better, better at, you know, a two or three position. And then, you know, us and his high school, we, we've let him get a lot of reps at point guard. And he just currently broke the uh, school assist record last year for oh, assists in a, in a season. So, honestly, he has the capability to play one through four. Awesome. But I, I think at the next level, going to Kennesaw, using him as a combo, he will he will do very well. Perfect. And you have to be a pretty good shooter to play in Coach Petway's offense, like you said. Lots of guards. Uh, how's his outside shooting? So th- that's what everyone questions, but it's above average. But if you if you watch him play and see his athleticism and the way he gets to the to the rim, he doesn't have to use that much because he, he scores it so well at the basket. Okay. But now, you know, when he gets to the next level, he's going to have to show that. But in the fall leagues, he's uh he shot over 40%, I would say, at the games I've been at. And he's really starting to add that to his game more. But he's just so big and strong going to the rim that, I mean, he, he against high schoolers, you know, it's it's easier to to do it that way, if that makes sense. Absolutely. How is he a very ex- explosive player at the rim? Does he play above the rim or does he overpower? No, super athletic, super athletic. Perfect, perfect. And, uh, you know, was he heavily recruited? He, yeah, he was. So he had, you know, seven or eight offers. Um, Grand Canyon, Sam Houston State, Central Michigan, Jacksonville and JIT were some of the ones uh, that were on him. And then, you know, he had interest kind of from from pretty much every level. As, you know, a couple high high schools uh, got involved, but... I mean, a couple high majors. Ne- yeah, never, never took the, the next step, but yeah. it is what it is. He, I know he's happy to be going where he's going. Yeah, he might break out this year as a senior, and they will wish they uh, recruited him. And that's how yeah. it is often. For sure, for sure. Uh, which coaches on KSU were the primaries in the recruiting process? Was it a team effort? Was it mostly Coach Petway? Was it Coach Kirby? It it was it was a team effort for sure, but Coach Petway and Coach Watson. Uh, you know, Coach Watson was at. North Alabama. I, yeah, I don't think he missed one of our AAU games in the live period at all. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, and he he was really good. Like, you know, I've been doing this for ten to twelve years now, and he, you know, they they did one of the best jobs I've seen with making, you know, Ramon feel like he's wanted there. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard a bad thing about uh, Willie Watson or Coach Betway, uh, to be honest with you. So it definitely makes sense. Uh, was Has KSU been on him a while since Coach Betway got hired? Pretty pretty much. Um, they first saw him in June with his uh, 
high school team, and then I I know Coach Watson really well, and he called me and was like, Coach, we got to get this kid. And then they offered him, and, and they didn't miss a game. So, Yeah, I think they offered him in about mid-July, and then he just committed, uh, I believe, last week. Yep, yep. And they, you know, they've been down three times uh, since the September period opened. So, you know, there's they did a great job. Yeah, and when did you start to get the sense that he'd uh, be a Kennesaw State Owl? Uh, I would, I would say in the last two weeks, just because a lot of schools were coming in to see him, but they kind of made comments saying, you know, I know we're late to the party and, and Kennesaw has, you know, done their thing. So we, we don't want to waste our time, if that makes sense. Oh, that's yeah. when I was like, yeah, that's when I was like, yeah, he's, He's probably going to go there. Perfect, perfect. And uh, what do you think drew uh, Ramon to uh, Kennesaw State? Uh, I would say the coaching staff, number one, just how family-oriented they are, how how they made him feel uh, wanted there. And I know on the – he had an unbelievable visit, so – Awesome. They just made they just made everybody in his his circle feel comfortable with him going there. So well, we are glad to have him. Uh, it's always good to have you know recruits before the season starts of their senior year. Like we mentioned earlier, you know if players break out, well they're already committed and or signed. So you know yeah. Uh, if you try to get them afterwards, you know everybody's going to be on them, and you know it takes a little bit more skill to you know, get people committed before it's too late. If um, So, but yeah, I just want everyone to tell, just tell everyone a little bit about, uh, you know, your program that you want run real quick uh, with BGI Pressure Elite. So we, um, we started last year. We're out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, we're a AAU team independent, but we are in the process of joining a circuit. It's still, uh, to be announced which one we will do but um try to get mostly guys from tampa who you know don't have don't have many many schools and and try to put them in the best situations to go to college yep that's the number one goal no matter what level Um, for sure put them on the track to success um, I guess my last question is, are there any players, uh, you know, on your team that, you know, might, that should have some interest from Kennesaw State now or in the future? Uh, there's, so Willie Piggott, who goes to Ramon's school, high school, who's a sophomore. I think, you know, he would fit really well there too. Um, a kid named Matthew Abel from Berkeley Prep who currently plays for Georgia stars. So, you know, that's, that's a little easier for them to get to see him much. And then, uh, Isaiah Campbell Finnich, who plays for Tampa Catholic high school. All right. Well, perfect. Well, John, I appreciate you taking the time 
to discuss uh, Ramon. I resisted the urge to ask if his parents were fans of the Ramones, um, but I, I will not do that. I will not put you in that situation. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say one thing people may not know is his, uh, his dad played professional football for 10 years. Oh, really? What's so, his dad's name? Uh, Ray, Ray, so R-A-Y, and then Seals. Okay, so he has the athleticism in the family. That's, that is something uh, absolutely, that is important. Yeah. If when you see him, he you know when you see Ramon, he looks more of a football body kid than basketball, and you know where he gets it from. Yeah. So, do you think Ramon has room to add some weight to his frame? I do, and I I think he's probably going to get bit. He might grow another inch because he uh, you know, he just turned seventeen a couple months ago. Oh, just so he's a, young. Yeah, he's a young senior. That that's again, that's another thing, you know, you want cuz those kids will develop faster cuz usually they're competing against kids that are a year above them, which makes it exactly much tougher. Um, you know, if he 66210, man, if he can get to like 66230, 66240, he'll be a brick house. So, um I'm looking forward to looking up Ray Seals and and seeing, you know, what direction this might go in. For sure, for sure. Hey, thanks so much for joining me, John. Yes, sir. Take care. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that interview. Um, you know, I learned a lot about Ramon. I appreciate John taking the time to uh, speak with me on this issue. Um, he is, you know, Ramon is, you know, going to fill out. He's young for his class. So I think it's absolutely a great commit if, uh, you know, they see the potential in him. Um, and he's our third. We got Ricky McKenzie, then we got our big and Makai Turner, and now Ramon Seals. Um, it, I mentioned in the interview, it's good to get ahead of things, get young kids. That way, when they blossom as a senior, they're already signed and committed. And we get it, hopefully we can get a steal. Uh, so that's everything that we have for you on this week's podcast. If you don't have anything to add, Kai, uh, just that we'll be – uh, you know, no game this week. We might have something for you on Monday, but more than likely we'll be back next Thursday. Right. No guarantees. Uh, don't have a game to talk about, but who knows? Maybe we get some big news between now and then. So we will keep you guys updated on Twitter. Um, but until further notice, we will be back next Thursday. Yep. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Owl Chat Podcast. As a reminder, you can follow our hosts on Twitter at KSU Owl Howl and at Big Owl Blog. You can also view additional content on BigOwlBlog.com. And be sure to join the online community of Owl fans at KSUOwlHowl.com slash forum. Until our hosts return, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, go Owls!